Hi everyone, Beth here. If you are struggling to find your homeschool vibe and are looking for ways to get your kids to get their schoolwork done, or ways for you to keep your sanity as a homeschool parent, or how to handle your many responsibilities while still feeling relaxed and loving homeschooling, then my book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe, might be just what you're looking for. In my book, I share how to shift your mindset to help you as the parent stay focused on the point of all of this, which is the love of learning. I also share some tried and true homeschool mom life hacks for every day. You can find the book in the show notes or by searching for Find Your Homeschool Vibe on Amazon. Back to the show. Hi, everyone. Before the episode begins, we just want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. Remember, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, which helps the podcast get noticed by more people, which helps more homeschool families. Don't forget to check the show notes for other ways to support the podcast. Let's get the show started. Hello, hello. You're listening to Peaceful Homeschool Podcast with Emma and Beth. I'm Emma. And I'm Beth. Hi, Beth. How are you today? I'm good, Emma. How are you? I'm doing good. We're still here. Um, woo! Today we're talking about special needs homeschooling, homeschooling kids that, you know, don't necessarily fit into the regular old box. Well, not that really many fit, kids fit into the regular old box, but, um, you know, we have some kids that really are at way outside of that box. So uh, do you have any experience with homeschooling a kid with some special needs? Um, yeah, both of my kids have some things, um, uh, sensory processing. My son has sensory processing and OCD. And then my daughter, um, and he's, he's got a lot of, a lot of hyper. He's <laughs> very active and then, um, uh, very busy. And then my daughter has, um, ADHD and um, auditory processing disorder. So those are the ones that we have dealt with throughout the years. Yeah. And so I too have kids with some special needs. Um, The biggest one being my um, almost 18 year old, which is like freaky to say, like my middle daughter is almost 18. Okay. I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That means yours is also not far from being 18, by the way. I know. It's crazy. Um, but my middle child does have autism. Um, she also has several specific learning disabilities, um, some delays, um, ADHD. She just has a lot going on. Her path has looked very, very different from my other two kids's. I mean, each of my kids has looked, you know, they have their own path and each one looks different and they learn a little bit different. But hers has been pretty dramatically dr- different than the, my other kids. Um, But regardless of how they learn, you know, even though there's that big difference, they're also pretty much the same because I'm still trying to be, you know, make sure that I'm teaching them in the way that they learn best, Um, you know, helping them to be successful, having them work at their ability level, regardless of what their grade level is, which sometimes means like, you know, working a grade below in a subject or working a few grades above in a subject. you know, teaching for mastery instead of passing a test, and then just giving them opportunities to find their passions. So like with all of that, it's been the same for all of my kids, regardless of, you know, what their needs are, whether they're, you know, some extra special needs or some pretty typical needs. 
Um, so what have you found that has helped you, you know, kind of help to like help your kids be successful despite their needs? Like, as opposed to just like they're sitting in a desk all day long, you know, at public school, how have you helped them to be successful? I've homeschooled them. <laughs> that was a very obvious answer. Why did I think of that? Okay, great answer. <laughs> I honestly, honestly, I really, really, I mean that really that um, when I started homeschooling, it wasn't, that wasn't part of my life plan to homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ended up because of many reasons um, ended up being the most beneficial thing that we could have done. I think that it would have been extremely stressful for my kids to be in public school with the things they're dealing with. And I'm pretty darn sure that the teachers requested um, some kind of drugs to be involved with um, them to be able to sit still. Um, So I, I don't know. I, and um, yeah, I I just, those are, that, that's kind of, you know, really I've been able to customize everything the way that works best for them. And, um, and they, they, they didn't even really know, (laughs) like they do, but they didn't like, it wasn't like a, it didn't stop them. It didn't make them think like, oh, I'm behind somebody or I'm, or anything. They, they didn't, um, they didn't even know on that part of it. They they do like, you know, they, they knew that there was some struggles with OCD or, you know, my daughter knows that she does have a really hard time focusing, um, on, t- on things for very long. And she, she, she jokes about it a lot and doesn't feel bad about herself for it. And, yeah, and she works around it and she's figured out how, and I think the flexibility of homeschooling has given them the, the opportunity to gain tools to work around things that I think trying to conform to everyone else being in on the same schedule. I, I just don't, hopefully that makes sense like it does yeah uh that totally like made me think of too have you seen this movie i think it was called like rescued by ruby it has the guy who plays flash um and the flash tv show oh my gosh it totally reminds me of um you know kids that have a lot of energy and have a hard time focusing and are like up doing stuff whatever because the main character is like struggles all the time and he ends up being like i'm putting my mind to something and i'm gonna do it and whatever and you just see they show continually you know him sitting and fidgeting with stuff and him trying to rein himself in to focus and to be able to you know really like be able to think about something and stay on that same task for a long period of time and you see the struggles throughout it was it was really eye-opening like for me like obviously i deal with the child with the you know a similar issue um like can't really stay on task very easily but it was really cool to see that and to kind of see how the guy is like oh my gosh like what am i going to do to keep myself on task and how he actually came up with all of these different things like to help himself settle down so he could focus anyway if you haven't watched it you should it's really good it's really family friendly like totally okay yeah um for us like we have had to do a lot of like um you know how can I get a child to learn something that they, I mean, if it's a high interest topic, it's super easy to learn because you're so super focused. You're like, I can focus on that forever. Um, But if it's not, then it's like, oh my gosh, some of the concepts, especially in high school for a child with autism, um, you know, or 
like learning disabilities, it's really hard to grasp some of these abstract concepts and be able to really understand them enough to, you know, do well and, and really get them. And some of them honestly are not that important, but there are a lot that really are, you know, things like life skills. And I know you guys have done a lot of life skill learning too. That for me, that's been super important. Um, you know, as my daughter, I mean, she's a senior this year, which again, crazy. Um, but like, I've just thought about like, what all do I want her to know as an adult? And, you know, some of the things that I would have liked her to have been able to pick up on earlier in her life, she hasn't been able to. So we focused on those so much and I've done everything I can. Like for her, that's meant, you know, listening to audiobooks or playaways, um, like the graphic novels of classic books, her being able to, you know, read things like that. But things like abstract math concepts, they're so hard for her. They're so far out of her grasp still to this day. And so like I'm having to, you know, instead focus on math that she's actually going to learn in her life or, you know, that she's yeah. actually going to need in her life. Like yeah. trying to teach her these super crazy abstract math ideas is like, that is just wasting her time right now. And she really needs to have like legitimate math skills that she's going to use. Right. I honestly think all the kids need to be <laughs> having the yes. math skills that they're going to be using. And I think yes. we don't focus enough on those for all yeah. the kids. So. For sure. I agree. Um, the cool thing is with my daughter, um, you know, even though there are like some things like math, especially these abstract concepts are so hard for her. Things like science and history, like she is the bomb at them. And the cool thing is that, I mean, those can have some super abstract ideas too, but we've been able to make them so hands-on for her. And like when we did U.S. history, we did like a video series and then we do field trips to go along with it and projects to go along with it. And so all of that together, it's like, oh, I actually learned all of the stuff that I needed to learn as opposed to like, you're sitting in a class with 30 other kids reading this textbook and you know how are, how is she, how would she actually learn those things i don't know I, it's yeah. it's definitely been a different path for her but what are you going to say oh no i was just agreeing with you like i i <laughs> i think i think that so much of um anyway it was just i was going to go probably off on a sidetrack that I didn't need to go on. I was just going to say that like for, for me too, even in high school, like I love history, but I didn't know I liked history until much later in my life um, yeah. because the way it was presented. And I can't even imagine if a child is struggling just to understand anyway, like just, and being overwhelmed by the noises and all the things happening yeah. in a classroom and distractions and the social stresses and stuff like that there's not, a, there's not going to be any learning going on. <laughs> yeah. So it's awesome that you're able to present things in a way that work for her, that, that, and she gets to enjoy it and be safe and, and all of that. So homeschooling's the best, you guys. It is. I'm totally going to cry though, because you're right. <laughs> like when I, when you put it in that, in those terms, like thinking about her sitting in a classroom, all of these years, thinking she's not enough she's not good enough why can't she understand the concepts why can't she 
understand the reading, you know, why is she singled out by other kids, you know, which I'm quite sure would have happened, you know, lots of times. Um, I just can't, can't even imagine, you know, couple that with the chair is too hard, that noise is too loud, the feel of the pencil is wrong, like all of these things that she deals with every single day trying to just be in her environment and cope with her environment in ways that are, I mean, like she has to put so much effort into every single thing she does, you know, that we just take for granted and like thinking about it in those terms, like, yeah, how would she have managed? Like, I can't even imagine it would have eaten her alive. And I'm just so grateful that we've had this opportunity with all of our kids, obviously, but especially with her just to be able to let her be successful and find all those ways, you know, that really do work for her. Sorry, I was not yeah, being to cry. <laughs> well, um, and that just that the kids can have joyful experience instead of a struggle. Uh, I mean, it still can be a struggle, but it can be so much more joyful. And it's so yeah. awesome. I know. <laughs> so I know I sound like I'm selling something, but I'm not. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's just really that awesome, you guys. <laughs> it is really that awesome. Um, okay, so. I was going to mention some of the like things that we've done for my daughter. I do have to read aloud most of her work throughout basically her entire life up until today, including today. Um, so I read her work aloud to her and then I translate it as we go along. So, you know, today we were reading about government and taxes. And so as we're talking about it, I'm like, okay, and that means this. And then I ask her a question and make sure she understands it. And then if she does, then I can continue on with the reading. And then when we get to the end, she's able to like answer the comprehension questions so easily and get them correct because she understood it because I was able to read it to her and I was able to translate and like check for comprehension along the way. Um, which I mean, you know, reading aloud like 10 million books that I am not interested in. <laughs> not the funnest thing ever but it's so awesome because it makes it so she really does comprehend and really grasp those subjects um some of the i have had lots of help over the years with um like special needs type curriculum and suggestions and um for her what works really well is um things that have high school level content but written at low re readability level um, so for her, you know, whatever level, if I can find her a book that is at a much lower grade level, but still has that high school level content, she can do what she needs to do for high school. Um, so some of the companies that I use are Wiser, Wiser Education, which sometimes on their books, it says like AGS or Pearson or Globe or all of those, which I don't know why that is, but that's just weird. Um, but Remedia publication has like super awesome workbooks that are like totally like life skills, things that you want your kids to know before they graduate and super awesome. So that's Remedia publication. They're written at a much lower level so that, um, you know, kids of all abilities are able, not all abilities, but of many abilities are able to understand them. Um, and then Classroom Complete, they also have some great workbooks that we've used. And then I just pair all of that with like hands-on activities and field trips and, you know, things to like actually make it fun, not like here, just do this dumb workbook. Oh, I, did, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Um, 
Okay, so mm-hmm. I was going to say, too, about, like, kids who learn differently, and I know, like, autism looks different in every single person, and learning disabilities can look different for every single person, but it was a huge learning curve for me, and my daughter was in therapies um, starting around 18 months is when we first started therapies for her, and then throughout the year, she's had therapies for many, many years, um, which have been amazing for her. Um but what I learned from her therapist was that her body needs to be busy in order to concentrate, which that like seems so counterintuitive. Like for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's crazy stuff going on. I can't concentrate. Like I need to read something while I'm driving. I'm going to turn off the radio, you know, whatever it is. Like it, it totally is different for her. Like if she likes to pace around while she's listening, she used to like to spin circles while she was listening. Um, she likes to have music on so she can concentrate, um, chewing gum, playing with squishies, all of those things that kind of make it look like she is not in any way paying attention. That's when she's actually learning, which seems like so weird. And you're like shaking your head because you're probably like, yep, we do the same thing. Well, yeah, I, I mean, for myself, even like, um, in high school, um, mm-hmm. I could not do my homework without playing my favorite music. So yeah. I played Duran Duran, right? So Duran Duran had to be playing for me to, to do my homework. And so, but like, and then the teachers would always say, don't have music on. They'd always say that in high school, yeah. don't have music on. So I'd try and turn it off and then I'd sit there and zone out and I wouldn't be able right. to do it. But then my daughter comes along and she always wants to do her schoolwork with the TV on but only her favorite shows. And this is the, the key. So I don't know if this is going to help anybody. Yes. It has to be something that you've either, like if you're if this is going to work for you, right? like for us, it seems to work. Like if it's something we've heard a million times before mm-hmm. or watched before. And I was worried about her watching something because I didn't watch anything while I did homework. I was listening. So I was like, you know, yeah. she's different than me. And so we asked her occupational therapist who said, Oh no, totally watch TV when you're but you think that's so wrong, right? You think that is wrong. You should not be watching TV. But she was like, it's like the way that my brain works and the way her brain seems to work as well is like if our brain because our brains are so split up all over the place and Mm. they're just like going so many directions at one time that having it occupied in one area, then I can actually think in another area. And it's bizarre, but that's I mean, I, yeah. So anyway, if it, if that's helpful, if your child is dealing with that, don't worry if they're, if they figure out something that works for them right. um, to get, to have some time to focus, like, don't worry too much. If the world has told you that that isn't okay, like right. it might be I, okay. So yeah, totally agree. <laughs> and that's actually what her um, therapist had told me, like, that's how she pays attention. That's how she learns. And it's like, she basically needs to keep her nervous system busy so her mind can actually concentrate. I'm like, that is like the strangest concept to me, but it also totally makes sense. It's like, it's occupying all of that stuff. And then her brain's like, oh, I can concentrate now. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's really weird, but it's, I, I live it every day. <laughs> if I yes. don't have like my headphones on to and, and music or a podcast on, I cannot function to do my regular household chores that I'm supposed to do every day. You know, yeah. I'm like, seriously, we'll find myself zoning out. And then I'm like, oh, I need to go for my headphones and I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if so, I find myself zoning out, I'm like, oh my gosh, turn off the music, make everything stop for a minute. So I could actually concentrate like totally yeah. opposite of that. But it, it, I mean, it's so cool because obviously 
like if she was in public school, she probably would not be allowed to be up pacing around, chewing gum, you know, like on an exercise ball, whatever it is she's doing that day. And I'm like, she's able to total, we're able to have her in an environment that's totally adapted for her that works well. And she can actually concentrate. Like if she was in like some hard chair for like seven hours a day, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think she'd survive that. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah how many chairs I knocked over. <laughs> I was like, I was like the shyest kid ever. And then I, but I could not stop moving. I was still hyper, even though I was a shy little girl and I'd be rocking my chair constantly. And I'd pull, I'd fall back and I'd be grabbing my desk. I'd pull my desk back. I've grabbed other people's desks and knocked them over, created like complete chaos and is mortifying. I was like, oh my so gosh embarrassed but yeah no it's it's hard to sit still when you're you know when you feel so much happening all the time inside of you it is yeah so hard (laughs) that is hilarious and probably (laughs) terrible when it's happening to you I did it in college that was the worst (laughs) oh my gosh I did it that was the worst ever (laughs) wow yeah okay I don't know I'm pretty impressive sometimes (laughs) (laughs) you are you are in lots of ways I'm not sure if knocking over your chair in college is the most impressive Uh, though (laughs) (laughs) um okay so staying on topic is pretty tricky for a lot of kids with special needs um i found that for my daughter she has some trouble with transitions which i know again for kids with special needs that can be an issue um for her we found that working on just one subject at a time really helps so she can do like big blocks of work Uh, my other kids enjoy that too she especially does though like literally today for the past several days she's like I just want to like get my American history, is that what it's called? No, American government done, like completely done. I'm like, okay, we're just working on American government, nothing else at all. And so it's so good because she's able to just stay so like intensely focused on that thing and just keep going with all of her little tricks going on and get through it. Whereas if I'm like, you know, if I were to say to her like, okay, no, now we're going to do some literature and now we're going to do some math or whatever, she would be like, oh my gosh, it would be wasting so much time for her to be able to you yeah. know, be able to transition her brain. So that's been super helpful for us to do that, like in blocks. Um, so I did mention earlier too, like a lot of kids with special needs, um, you know, she has certain areas of interest that are, that she focuses on and they change throughout the years, whatever. Um, but she basically talks about them nonstop all throughout the day every single day so for her a lot of it is animals um like literally she can talk about her birds like you know 50 or 60 or 70 times a day like for sure um but the cool thing is that you know homeschooling a kid who has like these super highly focused interests it means that i'm able to gear a lot of her learning toward animals or birds or you know whatever um and it really helps her to retain information when they it's actually something that she's interested in because we're talking about birds and that's all that matters. Um, so anyway, the cool thing is, is that then I'm able to help, you know, focus that and channel it into something that hopefully she'll be able to use as a job later. You know, she when we lived back in California, she was able to um, volunteer with our nature class teacher. Um, and I know your kids did that also. And she, you know, volunteered at the um, 
Animal Rescue Center. And now that we live here, she is a certified volunteer at the um, National Aquarium and Museum. And I'm like right there with her the whole time, helping her to learn about clocking in and clocking out and, you know, doing all of these adult things. But it's like that passion that she has for animals. I haven't had to say this whole time, like set aside that passion. And instead, we're going to work on like all these regular topics. I'm like, oh, we're going to take that topic and I'm going to teach you about reading and writing and math and all those things geared toward that topic, which has been super awesome. And now here she is almost an adult and hopefully, you know, she'll be able to get an actual job at the museum, like getting paid, not just volunteering there. Um, so it's kind of cool to be able to, you know, kind of focus that on on her main interest because that I know for a lot of kids with special needs, that is like, you know, there's so much super hyper focus on one specific topic. So in some states, and you have to check with each state, I'm sure has different rules, um, but in some states, like in the state we're in, um, in some cases, if you have a child with um, special needs, you can qualify for a um, occupational therapy and services, um, through your, if you're in a charter, um, I don't know if you can do that if you're not in a charter, if you can access it. Um, but that's something to check on, but I would just be aware that if they say you have to do anything that you're not comfortable with or put your child in school full-time or anything like that. Um, I don't, I personally wouldn't feel that that would be worth it. To, I, I would rather still homeschool, even if I didn't have the occupational therapy and instead um, get some books um, to help handle it. Um, the, the only book that's coming to mind that I would recommend that I can think of is um, it's sent. It's, it's, uh, oh man, I'll have to find it. It's, it's, what's the, it's like highly sensitive child or something Yeah, I'm like, like what's the one that I recommend to everybody? And I like, it's oh. such a cool book. It was the one that it changed my, it changed my whole view of dealing with um, my son when I, cause I could not figure out things for him, what was going on with him. Oh man. Anyway, I know. I can't remember either. Books. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. I'll, I'll have to look too, because um, there's one that really worked really well for us having to deal with um, sensory processing disorder, which before my daughter yeah. got her autism diagnosis, they were like, oh, well, she has oral motor delay and this delay and that delay, and then she has sensory processing disorder and whatever. And they re at Easter Seals, they recommended this specific book, and it was so super, oh, I found it. Um, the out of, the out of Sync Child was the one that worked That's the really. One. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. That's the um, one. That one is such a fantastic book. Yeah, Sorry. that is so crazy helpful. It's Carol Stock. Kranowitz. Um, and that is really like been so helpful to us, you know, throughout the years. And I've recommended it to just so many people because it's really is like, if your child, you know, is struggling with this, you can try this, whatever. It's so good. Yeah. That's um, the one. It was so amazing to read that. Yeah. And it just, it brought me so much peace when I read it. Like, oh, okay. Like this makes, it just made, it made things make sense for me. Yeah. Like, and it was really good. Yeah, so totally agree. Yeah, and then um, also I know that, you know, even if you don't want to go through your school district district or whatever, um, a lot of times you can go through your insurance to get, you know, speech therapy, occupational therapy, mm -hmm. whatever it is that your mm -hmm. child needs, which is good. Um, so I'm trying to think what else. Um, I think we probably have covered most of the things in this topic. Like, you know, like I said, for us, like a big focus is life skills because – 
you know, trying to learn some crazy, you know, excuse me, algebraic formula isn't really the right fit when you really need to, you know, be able to manage time and money and all of these other things that are actually going to be important in life. Um, so tons of things that we have done to help with that throughout the years, starting from when my kids were younger, you know, much younger, um, like having our kids pay at the store or having them order their own food, like things to get them used to, you know, actually like living out in the real world and what it's going to be like. Um, we talk a lot about interpersonal relationships, like, you know, for some kids with autism, like the way they talk can come off, what they say can come off as really rude um, when it's actually not rude. You know, they, they're not, I'm sorry, their intent is not rude at all, you know, or mean at all, but sometimes it comes off that way. Um, it can also be very monotone sounding. And so, you know, trying to understand like, okay, well, this is how it sounded to somebody. You, you're telling me you're excited, but that doesn't sound excited at all. Excited usually sounds like this. Um, you know, we just talk about so many of those things throughout the year, like learning about um, leading a healthy lifestyle, like figuring out if people are trustworthy or not, things to be on the lookout. You know, as she's getting older and toward adulthood, like, oh my gosh, like, I need her to be able to keep herself safe as an adult too. Like, how do you recognize, you know, signs or signals that could tell you that somebody might not be trustworthy? Um, obviously, cooking and baking is a big, huge one. Doing that safely, doing personal chores um, like cleaning and laundry and yard work, what to do in case of emergencies. Like, that's a huge, gigantic one. Um, you know, and like, she may not grasp certain concepts but having her learn all these different life skills and finding ways to learn about and get experience in the things that she's passionate about like i have no doubt that she is going to be a successful adult and she is going to like do such amazing things and like her having autism is not saying she's not going to be functional and not going to you know, be competent and successful and like have this amazing life. And like, uh, I mean, I already said that, but I'm just like so grateful that we've had this opportunity with her because I can't imagine what it would have been like for her otherwise. Like, anyway, so I have to say my favorite quote is um, on this subject is by Dr. Temple Grandin. Um, if you don't know about her, you haven't watched a movie about her, or read a book about her, um, she does have autism. She is very successful. She's an author. She has multiple degrees. Um, she's a she's scientist. Changed the world for farming for like for, for sure. livestock. It's it's amazing. Like she's she is amazing. Yeah, legit. Um, she speaks about autism. She has books about it. Um, anyway, so my, one of my favorite quotes by her, which I have quite a few, but one of my favorites is, "There needs to be a lot more emphasis on what a child can do instead of what he cannot do," and like. I think if if my daughter was in public school, there would be a lot of emphasis on what she couldn't do. And instead, we're able to help encourage all the things that she can do. That's all. I'm trying not to cry anymore. <laughs> yeah. And you've been an amazing, amazing mom. You've done such an amazing job. Oh, my gosh. Shut up. <laughs> no. You're Thank both you. amazing. Thank you. Okay. Um, what else are we supposed to say here? <laughs> I can't even stop crying. Um, so if you're enjoying our podcast, if you're finding it helpful, we would love it if you would like 
and subscribe or leave a review. Leaving a review would be like super helpful and sharing with your friends or your homeschool groups would be super helpful. Um, what else, Beth? Or if you have any information to share on um, anything about how you've had successes with um, special needs um, and homeschooling, we'd love to hear that also yeah. to share with other people. For sure. And we'll have, links. we'll have links for um, some of the um, publications that we've had a lot of success with, um, especially into the high school years. So we'll have links for those because I know that's a question that I hear a lot. Like, how do I teach my child, you know, all of these upper level topics when they function at a much lower level? So we'll have links to that kind of stuff also on the podcast notes. Yeah. Podcast yep. notes. Yep. Okay, and also, seriously, I know that homeschooling in itself could be daunting. Homeschooling in a child with special needs can be daunting. Like, you can do it, though. Like, yeah. you're not going to regret it. Your kids aren't going to regret it. Like, you could totally do it. Yeah, it's, I always think this, but, you know, when I see other people struggling um, with their kids um, in public school, that they have to have the, all the meetings and all the different situations coming up and stuff like that. I'm just like, oh my gosh, it is so much easier to homeschool and so yeah. much in my opinion, in my opinion, it is. And so much more like success. I just, that's what I keep seeing is it's yeah. a, I don't know. That's just my thing. <laughs> yeah. And so. I mean, and I also don't want to discount the fact that, you know, along with having special needs, you know, people are still going to say like, what about socialization, you know, whatever. And, you know, I'm here to say like, I have a child with autism. My child with autism is a certified volunteer at, you know, at the aquarium. My child with autism has performed on stage in five theatrical productions. She has done so many amazing things. Like she has made so many amazing friends. She is now great she literally was the child who you like couldn't talk to couldn't touch couldn't look at she didn't want to be in pictures she didn't want people looking in her eyes all of these things that now is a child who hugs people and welcomes people to the group and who you know puts herself out there and talks to people and is brave and is asking people about like oh do you think i could work here and whatever like so socialization you know, don't let people say like, oh, well, if you have a child with special needs, they need to be in school. You're not in school to socialize. You're in school to yeah. learn. So, I mean, whatever that but, argument is, just toss it out the window. Like, no, that's yeah, not it. Because the teachers get... all, yeah, the teachers all agree that you're not there to socialize. Don't you guys <laughs> yes. remember that? You're, you are not yes. here to socialize. So yes. I don't know where that comes from. The people are like, <laughs> they, how are they going to be socialized? That's not what it's for. <laughs> I know exactly. So don't let people say, well, your child has special needs. They have to be in public school. You know, maybe for some kids, that's the best, but for a lot of kids, that's not the best. So don't let that be your sticking point for why you say, I don't think I can do this because you just got to keep getting yourselves out there. Yep. Okay. I think that's okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we're really done this time. Yes. So. <laughs> Sorry about that. Like a little added on parts. Um, we hope you have a super peaceful week. And thank you for listening. That, yes, thank yeah. you for listening. Sorry, I cried so much today. <laughs> Baby. <gasps> You're so mean. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening today. If you find value in our podcast and would like to support the show and help cover our monthly costs, we have several ways to do that. You can become a $3 a month supporter, shop our merchandise store or our show sponsors, and rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you for your continued support of our show and for sharing it. Yes, thank you.